Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 32nd episode, and today we'll be discussing the push to ban GTA 6 and Academia doing cover-up for genocide. So we're going to get right into the first topic, and that is Grand Theft Auto 6 finally is officially announced. The first trailer came out a good bit ago, and this is a game that's been highly anticipated for say years at this point, close to a decade. Grand Theft Auto V came out in 2013, and there's been a slew of multiplayer content to push the uh, microtransactions and shark cards on the people, but no single-player content. And the last uh, Rockstar game was Red Dead Redemption 2 that came out in 2018, about five years ago. So Rockstar hasn't really had any new content for a good long while. GTA 6 is now... Basically fully out of the bag after all these rampant leaks. The trailer that was uh, revealed was leaked, I believe. And there were some gameplay leaks um, as well. That was uh, a couple months to a a year ago, I believe. Don't know the exact timeline on that, but there was gameplay leaks. So this game has been known to be in development. People have been talking about it. There's been rampant leaks. So that's why Rockstar came ahead and said, hey, this game's coming out. It's coming out in 2025. I do feel like they wanted to... Um, do this whole trailer on this first press run um, next December and then release it in ho- holiday of 25. So between October and December of 25 is when I think GTA 6 will come out. They typically do the holiday release. That's typically when they release their games. And it's probably going to sell Gangbusters. It's probably going to do really well. That is unless it gets banned. There has been a um, banned GTA 6 that's been trending because uh, Rockstar is continuing their legacy of uh, making a game that's controversial to people. That's getting people up in arms about it. So people are saying, well, um, kids are going to play it, so it needs to be banned, and gamers are all um, lazy freaks who can't um, be trusted to do anything, so GTA 6 needs to be banned, Uh, yada yada. So I do think it's a fun and interesting thing. Um, that, you know, this is happening and Rockstar is definitely maintaining the legacy of being controversial and the redheaded, well, not not necessarily a redheaded stepchild, but just definitely getting a lot of flack for uh, doing the things that they do in terms of uh, the Grand Theft Auto series, just it being a uh, crime-riddled game that's extremely satirical and definitely pokes fun at uh, modern society a lot, which is... The whole, I'd say, point of Grand Theft Auto, and a lot of people are concerned that GTA 6 isn't going to be able to do that because it's going to be focused on shovel, uh, shoveling in identity politics everywhere. And while that is a genuine concern, I'm just more, I wouldn't say concerned about it because I, I really don't uh, care. I'm not that interested in playing GTA 6. Is that I, I just don't think this game is going to be that. Um, much worth engaging with because it's just going to be a vehicle to get uh, the grand, to get Grand Theft Auto Online 2 or whatever the hell we'll call it. Uh, so they can sell more shark cards and microtransactions to people and that's where the development perspective is. So it's more about making money and getting people uh, to be subscribers to Grand Theft Auto Online rather than creating a really good single player experience and expanding on that with DLC, which... Uh, I don't think they've made DLC for a single-player game since, like, GTA 4. Uh, so that has been, that's been a good long while. So so Rockstar really just makes these good single-player experiences, and then they use those assets and that player base to shovel them into um, and the online version where they sell microtransactions. And Red Dead 2s were really bad, uh, and GTA 6 is... Uh, I'm not sure... GTA 5, sorry. Uh, great... 
Grand Theft Auto Online, that, that version that people are still playing and engaging with, um, and a huge, massive amount is um, definitely, uh, it's probably pretty predatory as well, and all the content that they're making um, for their for GTA 5, for Red Dead, uh, it's just the multiplayer content, which just exists to get people to subscribe to it, to be engaging with the microtransactions, and I think that's fundamentally where their development perspective is at, considering, you know, they're owned by the huge monolith of Take-Two, and they've done very shady stuff, especially if you look into um, the whole thing with uh, Borderlands, where there was some guy going and speculating on Borderlands, he sent it like a PI to his house, and that, that was done by Take-Two as well, because I think uh, Gearbox is owned by Take-Two, or Gearbox's publisher is 2K, which is owned by uh, Take-Two. Um, but anyway, so Take-Two is not this, is as unethical and shady and, and corporatist as any big uh, corporation can get, and they're going to basically make GTA 6 a product rather than an experience that's worth engaging with. And that's my primary concern. And then secondary would be the fact that, okay, they're, they're going to try and make this game... Um, you know, not cancel material, which again is impossible to do with a, a Grand Theft Auto game and have it be good. So I don't inherently think, you know, whether going for a Bonnie and Clyde type of story taking place in Vice City is the issue. The issue is, um, are they going to be, are they going to have the freedom to write a good story to really lampoon and satirize uh, modern day um, coastal America? And are they going to be able to not have the game be focused on just getting you to buy microtransactions? And I think all those things are up in the air. I think a lot of those things are definitely going to be for the worst because the gaming industry is in a pretty bad place, especially the AAA gaming industry. I did a past episode on that. I forget exactly which one, but I, I have talked about this before. But now we are going into the second topic, and that's academia doing cover-up for genocide. So you can check the video of this in the uh, description below, but I believe it was um, a testimony in front of Congress from the president of UPenn and the president of Harvard basically being asked um, if calls for uh, genocide of Jewish people con uh, constitutes harassment and um, incitement to violence, or, or whatever the you know, specific thing. You can watch a specific video, and these uh, two, um, you know, academic leaders, you know, presidents of the of their colleges, are saying, well, it depends on the context, and it, it matters. So basically, really skirting the question, refusing to say, well, you know, we're against genocide from a um, policy perspective like you know we're, we're not going to um enforce it as um a, a slight against uh a violation on their policy of uh, harassment in such if they if they call for genocide because um they're completely sold out to their student base which are just raging uh, leftists that view the israel hamas war as a um white and black issue, uh, an oppressor-oppressed issue. I've talked about this before on this podcast with um, Doc on Hump Day Potpourri, where it's a, it's a communist worldview where you view everything in terms of the oppressor and the oppressed. And you also have the racial thing where the uh, Palestinians are, um, you know, the, uh, you know, poor, impoverished minorities who are living in an open-air um, prison and the um, Israeli, the IDF, are these evil white colonizers that are just taking their land and violating their rights. Uh, the reality is a lot more messier than that. Uh, the IDF and Hamas are both committing war crimes against each other, and the more you uh, take sides and say that 
one side is either, you know, Zionist pigs or terrorist sympathizers or whatever um, flag you decide to wave uh, is just going to justify committing more war crimes against each other. There's going to be more dead children. There's going to be more dead people in general. It's a very unfortunate situation. Um, but, you know, the academics in this country uh, and basically all, all the um, legacy institutions refuse to um, go against this uh, in, in any meaningful way um, for, for for a lot of reasons. And, and stuff like this is going to keep on happening uh, because it's just leftist politics at work. It's all, you know, you have to comply with the most ridiculous stuff or else you're going to be um, next up in the circular firing squad. It's a very unfortunate situation that you can't get clear-cut answers out of these people. But this is how uh, leftists function, how basically um, any... Um, politician functions um, when they're being uh, questioned in these sort of uh, testimonials. So there's a long history of like people going in front of Congress who are who are overt leftists or or uh, shady politicians like that, and they'll give you all these very um, let's see, well thought out non answers. That is essentially what they did. And now I think the UPenn president um, today had released a video basically condemning the whole thing. Because they, they got in hot trouble. So you've got this conflict where you do have um, a lot of uh, influential Jews who uh, do not want this um, to be done. And you also have the fact that anti-Semitism is definitely on the progressive stack. So there is that fact as well. It's just how high you place it depends on, I guess, how you feel about Palestine, how you feel about the Jews. But it's definitely on the progressive stack. You can definitely use it to get moral capital from people. And the uh, Jews are doing that in full force. And I, I do definitely think that um, what they're, what's happening in these college campuses and everywhere is uh, way off the mark, and you need some de-escalation in saying, um, you know, what what they did was not that at all, and not enforcing, I guess, the uh, harassment policies for people who are literally calling uh, for genocide against the Jews and all, all these sorts of things. It's fundamentally ridiculous if you believe in the idea of microaggressions, right? Uh, <laughs> so, so that's the thing there is that we, we live in this uh, um, society, especially with college campuses, where uh, you have to walk in eggshells, you can't microaggress upon people, racism is everywhere. Um, you know, every day um, you have to worry about being genocided by the evil white man, but you have stuff like, uh, you know, death to all Jews and free uh, Palestine from the land to the sea and all these sorts of things that, uh, that people are saying. Well, it just depends on the context. It, it's really just... Um, yeah, it just depends on the context. We're going to have to circle back on that if that's a meaningful call for genocide. It depends on if the individual feels harassed or not, or if they're directing it towards a specific individual uh, or stuff like that. These basically ways to do non-answers and skirt around it, which is fundamentally ridiculous. They're, they're uh, being mean, they're, they're harassing, they're uh, trying to intimidate and get people um, you know, boxed out because, again, they, they view this as an oppressor, oppressed um um, lens and then anything to uh, free yourself from the boot of the oppressor is justified and that's basically how it works that's how it's always going to work and when you're in that mindset stuff like this happens and we are in this um society where the college campuses um in this country are basically just adult daycares and this is the end result of that um 
mindset of education of for that mindset in higher education that you get people like this who are leading the realms who are going to refuse to uh discipline their own students and um basically condemn them when they do uh, dumb stuff like that so if you were surprised by stuff like this i would say yeah you're definitely um you're definitely not paying attention and i hope you do so in the future and with that i think we are going to leave it here hope you enjoyed this one and we're going into the outro now Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to follow my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com to read Machine to Man and all my other projects.